Good morning and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. All right. Here's our assignment for this week. The literal translation of Bodhisattva is one who seeks awakening. In some traditions, it refers to a person who is on the path to becoming a Buddha. If we stop and consider that for a second, it refers to all of us who are doing awareness practice. The Buddha supposedly practiced over several lifetimes before he awakened. His practice as a Bodhisattva is described in a delightful anthology of stories called the Jataka Tales. The stories illustrate the qualities that the Buddha to be practiced to rid himself of egocentricity. Not only have these stories come down to us as teachings, but the Bodhisattva way was created as a practice structure that all practitioners can follow to transcend egocentricity. We will explore these qualities known as paramitas or perfections in the final six weeks of this year-long retreat. The first paramita, generosity, is considered the highest because once it is achieved, the rest of the paramitas can be more easily attained. True generosity and egocentricity are mutually exclusive. When one is giving from the heart without the expectation of reciprocity from a sense of non-separation, there can be no ego. Two stories in the Jataka tales are often quoted to illustrate the perfection of generosity. Both involve self-sacrifice. In the first, the dear king makes a pact with the king of the land to send one of his subjects to the king's dining pleasure, rather than have the king hunt and devastate the herd. When it was time for a mother-to-be doe to be sacrificed, the king dear offered himself in her place to spare the doe and her child. Moved by the nobility of the dear king, the human king is inspired to do no further harm and vows to eschew hunting and killing. In a similar tale, a Brahmin practicing in the forest witnesses a starving tigress eat one of her newborn cubs to stay alive. Devastated by the suffering mother and filled with compassion, the practitioner offers himself as food so the mother and cubs will not go hungry. Like all parables, these stories make us pause to examine our beliefs and assumptions about generosity. Surely these examples are a tad extreme. Are we being asked to sacrifice ourselves, our lives, for someone else's benefit? What would motivate such a supreme act of giving up me? If we explore greed, the antithesis of generosity, it's easier to see the teaching in the story. When consumed by what I want, by what's in it for me, who and what won't we be willing to sacrifice at the altar of our desire? Identified with an illusion of separation, we can wreak havoc on the environment, trample on people's feelings, ruin relationships, even destroy our own health and well-being. Doesn't it follow that when we practice generosity, everyone and everything is included, that nothing is sacrificed in the process other than ego? Identified with the intelligence that animates, perhaps we can be generous in ways that I can't comprehend, that we can give without fear, without attachment, without feeling a sense of loss of self. This week, let's practice generosity as the sacrifice of egocentricity. As you go about your day, notice when you're acting from ego I. Simply notice, there is no reason to slip into a self-hating conversation when ego surfaces in conscious awareness. Then practice giving up the identification. Examples of how this might work. Concede your position in an argument. Don't compare. Let go of preference. 
do something I doesn't want to do. Reflect someone and let them have their experience. Toss a coin to make a decision. Be willing to explore a strongly held belief. Be open to not knowing something rather than being right about it. Admit a mistake without self-hate. Step out of the conversation and conditioned mind to acknowledge someone's presence. Don't keep reviewing something that ego says could have been different. Be kind instead of confrontational. Do something ego would consider silly. Be willing to accept a situation as it is. Send someone a gift. Save a bug. Listen to what someone has to say. Offer to be of assistance, but ask the person how you might be helpful. Change a criticism to a compliment. Take care of something that you've put off. Consider doing something that is planet conscious. Be who you are rather than being the good, right person. Add your own. Let the still small voice guide your exploration of surrendering ego in the practice of generosity. For extra credit, record an aspect of ego that you would sacrifice for your awakening. A word of caution. Many of us are conditioned to believe that selflessness equates with martyrdom. Any action that perpetuates identity is not generous. It's self-hating. Beware of any conversation that sacrifices the authentic human being to maintain ego. As always, RL. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Vanessa in North Carolina. Hey, Vanessa. What are you seeing? Hey, Sherry. Um, well, one thing that I was looking at was um, the sacrifice and sacrificing ego. And um, it, I, I get... I guess I, I, well, so I always sort of stumble on that when I'm thinking about it, I guess, because I think, well, of course I want to sacrifice ego. There's no sacrifice to drop ego, right? Because it's what I don't want. But uh-huh. what I, I guess what I've seen is that in the moment, it does feel like ripping off a Band-Aid. You know, when I... That's right. Um what well, like like conceding in an in an in an argument or um or changing a a, a criticism to a compliment it's like it it feels like that sort of like Ooh. but then when it's done <laughs> it's yeah yeah well it, it, your your point is exactly it it's true we don't want ego and so that in theory sacrificing something you don't want well that's not hard that's like giving up uh, something you hate for lint right it's just misses misses the spirit (laughs) of the whole thing but but i think what this is pointing at is at sacrificing it when we are identified with it and it is what we want Mm -hmm. yeah because when i'm identified with ego and i'm in an argument and I want to win that argument because I want to be right. To to <laughs> to sacrifice that, yeah, that that really is ripping the band-aid off. And right. yes, once once it's over, 
it feels wonderful because we're in that place of, oh, well, that's not who I want to be. Oh, I'm so glad that mm-hmm. I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't pursue that. Mhm. Mhm. And it's, I I guess what it one of the things is too is that you're kind of in, um, or or maybe, you know, it's like you're you're in two places at once because you're identified with ego because you want to win that argument and you're also seeing that you don't really want to win the argument. You don't want to be, as you say, that's not who you want to be. So there's that amazing, I guess, gift or whatever of the universe that comes in and drops it in like, is this really what you want? That's right. And so, of course, what you're describing uh, is the the beauty of practice where you are in awareness watching that pull to ego right you're you're aware of all of it at the same time and that's the position that uh, practice takes us to where we can actually hear that still small voice realize yeah that's true I don't I don't really that's not what I want to be doing and make a different choice Right. Right, and there Which must kind of be puts something us back that... in that. Go ahead. I can't remember what I was going to say. What were you going to say? Well, it, it it puts us back when when we're in awareness. It puts us back into that place of knowing who we are and how we want to be. Right. Right, and it still can feel like, um, until we've practiced it a bunch, stepping off the edge of a cliff, you know? Like it can still be like, oh. (laughs) That's right. Because, yeah, but what's going to happen to me if I I don't make my point, if I don't win this argument, if I just concede, then I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And you can just watch ego over there making yes. all of its cases for why it should be in charge of this decision in this moment. And yet, right. we're, we're still in awareness. <laughs> so we know that that's happening. And for a long time, as you're indicating, we still go with ego, which is a, a great source of beatings, right, and self-hatred. Mm-hmm. Because you know better, you know better, and yet you still went with ego. Right. Right. And I see like how in that story, like how, you know, when, when it's like, if I don't win this, there's, there's a lot of grasping in that. And so then that kind of clarifies for me how actually conceding in an argument is generosity because you are letting go of that grasping, like, I need this to feel okay. I need this to survive. That's right. And it's only ego. You're letting go of the greed, right? The ego greed of, I have to have this. I don't care what yeah. anybody else has to go through. I have to have this. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. And, uh, again, the, yeah, the part of this conversation that I hope people really hear is it takes a while. We have to practice this a lot before we can mm. see it clearly enough and make the conscious choice that, no, I, I want to be generous here. I want generosity here. I want to sacrifice the ego. Mm-hmm. It takes a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Vanessa. 
Yeah, thank you. Go happy. Go happy. Sherry, several things that dropped in for me. It's why this is the highest. Hey, uh, Ashwini, Ashwini, uh, one second. You're a little quiet for me. I don't know if you are for other people, but I'm. I when you were giving the assignment earlier and just now, I have a little bit of trouble hearing you. Well, it's not. Can you yell at us? Okay. Well, is that better? Yes. Okay. All right. What'd you see? Well, just that several things uh, as we queue up this assignment, which is that generosity is the highest paramita because it's so difficult, because it's such an absolute sacrifice of ego, first of all. And the second is that lovely point about greed, where we can see the ego as the grasping, the desire to be fulfilled, which is what we want to concede. And that place that Vanessa was talking about, where you have the awareness of what you want and what the ego is doing is so important because the generosity in that is to be who you are, not to be who yes. you're not. And that, yes. uh, that ability to disidentify from being the ego is really the greatest gift that we can offer because we're yeah. ourselves. And so just, the, the, uh, as you said, without a lot of practice, the distance that we need to get from the identification in order to practice the generosity is uh, something that we really have to train up for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to comfort ourselves when we're not 100% successful every time and never fall for that, well, you know better, but you didn't, uh uh-uh, no, no, I I might understand it. I have an intellectual understanding of how it works. But that doesn't mean that I have trained up enough that it's easy. Mm-hmm. Because in that step is what, we, what the generosity has to happen in terms of the unconditional, right? When we get identified, we have to get in touch with the unconditional that's generous to us and accept that we are worthy of that generosity instead of going yes. to self-hate, which is where we practice first, giving up feeling bad is the most generous place because we accept that we're willing to, uh, to receive the generosity of existence, the generosity of ourselves as who and what we are. And then we transcend to that place of being able to make the choice when it's happening in the moment. Wow. So if, if we all practice that generosity in one place, sacrifice the ego in the form of self-hate, yeah. <laughs> let's all let's all do that and, and yes. go from there yeah, because yeah. otherwise it's not possible in the moment because it's the first thing no. I don't consider myself as life and the intelligences that animate if I don't receive that gift I've, all, I've agreed that I am what, what the ego is yeah yeah mm. alright <laughs> alright next caller you are now live on the air would you please introduce yourself this is Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, um, yeah, so, yeah, that whole conversation, it's just, I guess what's coming up is that, you know, with patience or kindness or generosity, it's always been a little mystery to me, like it's so easy when it's easy, and then there's something happens where there's a limit to it being available 
in an easy way and then it's difficult and or it's or like that sort of gets to the edge of like there's there's something that like there's a and I I guess what 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 I'm seeing is like it is that sacrifice of the ego of the you know the yeah, the word in quotes is safe like that that comfortable familiar place of just being the way I think I am yeah well it's it's not surprising right Brian because that's that's the only way you have been for a long time the identity is a well-worn identity which is why it takes so much momentum of practice to identify with disidentify from it so I think part of what I think we get to see is the expectation that it's going to be easy that we that practice is not I mean it's like you if you are out of shape and want to run a run a marathon it the going is difficult at first it's not easy because you have to train up for it so that fact that it is not easy is just one to surrender to it's generous to surrender to that because that it actually allows the authentic human being to have the experience of the fight between uh, the war that happens in all of us right the conflict is within between ego and the and authenticity yeah something about how and how how self-hate uses And so, yeah, so the first act of generosity is the ending of self-hate. Seeing self-hate use it, well, you were so kind and generous there, why couldn't you do it here? And just like a, what a, it would basically have me disown the generosity that's there when it's there because it wasn't enough some other time. Right, which then brings us into the examination of belief that there's anything more than now, right? Because it uses memory. Right. Right? It uses comparison. That's why we all of the examples are don't sacri sacri sacrifice that. Don't think about the past. Because that's what c conditioning is, right? Mm -hmm. And so if, if, you, if we look at the specific examples in the assignment, that's what it's pointing to. The only way you, way you suffer is if you are compared to something you were. But everything that we know in practice is there's only this moment. So let's drop the conversation. And you're right, self-hate does use it. And to recognize that self-hate and be generous to the authentic human being in that moment, who God identified, is the first act of generosity. It works every time. Well, and it's, it's also encouraging the, the, the story that the Buddha spent lifetimes yeah. prior to being the Buddha. There wasn't just the one day under the tree and boom, that was it. Yeah. You know, that it's, there's something about that that is part of the process that it is a it's just the way I guess you know like it's okay <laughs> like that's okay if it's okay for the Buddha it's okay for me and and just uh, yeah. I mean I think that really I'm saying sorry it, it is that the, the that the Buddha took lifetimes really is gives us permission for the repeated identification that's the escape valve from self-hate because it gives us the permission to work out our karma however long it takes as opposed to 
being identified with that small ego self that believes it is the author of the universe and in a snap can can become enlightened <laughs> when it takes the Buddha lifetime, right? That's what is saying to you, well, you were kind here, why weren't you kind there? Well, because that's the place I'm working, uh, working. Uh, that's the place of my practice. Yeah, and actually, and because I'm used to listening to this conversation and going with it, right, that's all it ever does yes. is it whispers in my ear and yanks me away from here yes. for anything. It'll say anything and do anything. So, like, that's sort of like just the, ah, the fundamental thing is yes. just being here again and again and again and again. That's right. Keep practicing generosity. The generosity of not believing the self-hate and, and being the self that is hated. Instead, the generosity of being able to see the life expression in every moment when it's vilified or criticized by a voice in your head. Yeah, it takes the, the urgency out of it, too, which seems very generous. Yes, it does. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brian. I love that. It's so easy when it's easy. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? That's what we're up against. And you know, those sports analogies, they're so popular because they work. You know, it's like the, the voice in the head saying, well, mile two was so easy for you. Why isn't mile 23 that easy? Yeah. Well, well. And you know, <laughs> You know, it's an, it's again, it's certainly my experience, and it's definitely in the literature of awakening experiences for people that the more you practice, the it's it's not it, it does get easier to practice, but what you confront is the depth and the demons of your karma and your unconsciousness, right? So the practice yeah. becomes it's easier to pick up the recorder, but what you have to confront doesn't get any easier. In fact, it gets harder in some senses of the word yeah yes yeah. it's just that uh we're we're in better shape and we have more experience that's exactly right that's the only yeah, i mean we get to the point of realizing we don't need to expect mile 22 to be easy that's right and now we're running an ultra marathon not just a regular one right <laughs> and mile 22 really is easy yes <laughs> but what about mile 42 <laughs> exactly. Uh. <laughs> All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, good morning. It's Mary Ann from Vancouver. Hello. Uh, good morning. I am having the workshop right now. <laughs> I, it's, it's very... Um, Timely because I just had a phone call where what I thought I was going to get is not what I'm getting. I get half of what I wanted, and I have to pay more. And uh, it, it, you know what? I ha I have to stop you right here because I'm really having trouble hearing you. Ashwini, are you having trouble? No, uh, Sherry, I'm not. I can hear Marianne clearly. Uh, okay. Well, then, would you take the conversation with Marianne? Because I can tell it's important, and I don't want to mess it up with my bad sound. Okay, go ahead, Marianne. 
So you were expecting, you had a, you're having the workshop right now. You were expecting, you're not getting what you expected. In fact, you're getting half of what you expected and have to pay more. And, yeah, so this is, you know, around uh, letting go of a preference, uh, not being right. Uh, and then, then on top of it, the person who informed me of this admitted that they had made a mistake. Mm. So it's like there is, you know, um, I guess there's a part of it is about uh, I did everything right. Mm -hmm. and that shouldn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all of the components that we're talking about, right? There's, there's, yes. there's a... Yeah, and the, you know, uh, I guess, you know, I, I may be part way there because I didn't yell and scream. I just listened and, you know, went, okay, well, I guess that's what I have to do. And just, uh, but I can feel the, the um, yeah, just, I can feel the kind of disappointment. And yes. Yes. Well, the, and... Work. <laughs> the, I'm sorry, and the work. Oh, absolutely. Because I project, right, Marion, and a couple of things that drop in for me around it. There's anger behind that. that there's, and that anger, within quotes, is, is energy, right? We label it anger, but it's energy. And it's the energy that we, can't, we, can't, we almost can't contain because we're attempting to stem the momentum towards the identification. Because if I could get identified and yell and scream, the energy could be dissipated. But what you're choosing to do is an act of generosity to the person who's informing you that uh, you're not going to get identified and yell and scream and like that because that's not the person you want to be. But that doesn't mean that it takes care of the energy that's in your system, which is probably why... The next act of generosity would be to pick up the recorder and do the two-handed exercise because there is someone who is disappointed. There is someone who, who uh, doesn't you know, get what they want or whatever else. And there is a way in which it's an act of generosity to acknowledge that experience for that person and assist them to chant in some sort of process way dissipate the energy towards life rather than reinforce the identity that you don't want to be. Yeah. I think the other, you know, there's one part of it. So the, this person sent me an email last thing on Friday, so I couldn't phone right away when I had that energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I saw was I recognized myself uh, doing that at work uh, one time when I had made a mistake and I kind of didn't want to have to deal with it and so I buried it at the end of a, you know, a long email and, you know, just trying to protect myself from yeah. Yeah. the yeah. <laughs> So It's such an act of compassion, right? That was the place of generosity you went to because you recognized the, the ego place of, non-confrontation of feeling the self-hate that you made that mistake and 
how you were trying to create a situation where you're protecting yourself. It's not an act of generosity in the sense of what an awareness practitioner would do, which is not choose that and choose to be open and honest. But there's a way in which our identification assists us to see the identification in someone else and be generous regardless. Yeah. So it's able to uh, kind of, instead of just admit a mistake, admit kind of their mistake without uh, hate. <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly right. That Because the, in the spiritual context that you inhabit, at least when you're not identified, is there are no mistakes. And so there is nothing wrong. This is how it is. Now, I might have a lot of identification feelings going about that, which I need to take care of, but I can at least not take it out on another identified person and perpetuate suffering. Yeah, yeah. I just I can hardly believe that this one is like it's just like sort of landed just right in my face, and right where there is the um, uh, instructions right here. It's like, wow, this is such good timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, I think this could I could it, I could I could really suffer around this. Yes. Yes there is that generosity also, right? Because when you put yourself on a path on the Bodhisattva way, you're not operating at the level of getting what you want is what's going to truly make you happy. Sacrificing what I want is how you get to the place that you want to be. And there's the generosity that you you can catapult. You're catapulted above the level of content to struggle with what genuinely your heart seeks. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be recording about this for quite a while, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, because it's got such elements of practice success, right? Well, I, I just am so grateful that I have practice to um, support me in times when, uh, when I'm up against ego. Yeah, that's exactly right, yes. When we're up against ego, thank God for the structure that holds us through it. Yes. Yeah, the perfect container. Yeah. Well, thank you, Marianne. And keep us posted, okay? Okay, thanks a lot. Bye, Marianne. Go show. That was so so inspiring. Mm, Yeah. That was such a practice perspective, wasn't it? I mean, this has happened... I'm really grateful that it happened right now. <laughs> In the biggest picture, I'm, I'm really grateful that it happened because I'm seeing so much. I'm going to use all the tools. I'm going to keep using the tools because I know there are layers and layers and layers. I know this is way bigger than this one situation. It's just that, that's, a, that's a little how-to manual right there. Absolutely. And that it brings us to the end of the show, Sherry. So... Um we yeah. will talk to callers tomorrow. And the invitation, All right. if you don't normally put yourself in the queue, this is a good practice to go past what Igor is saying and be generous. In this last six weeks, what a shock when I you know. said that. In the last six weeks of the year, how is that possible? Good grief. Yes. So let's hear from everybody. Yes. Thanks, Sherry. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Ashwini. Thanks, everybody.